This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, we review season three of The Mandalorian. Plus, Jonathan Major's situation gets worse as he shares evidence to clear his name, casting rumors for the leads for the Fantastic Four movie. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 will feature a crazy first for the MCU. The Godzilla vs. Kong sequel gets a name and a release date. We got a quick review of Ghosted on Apple TV Plus and a whole bunch more, all in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Monday, April 24th, 2023. Hey, what's up? It's Taylor Gray, the voice of Ezra Bridger on Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. listener what's happening welcome to the jock and nerd podcast where we give you comic book and superhero tv and movie news reviews and whatever we choose jock and nerd my name is imran my name is anthony he's the jock he's the nerd and joining us is uh the mandalorian's other adopted son uh goes by the name din bambino but we just call him rug boy what's up rugs What's up? In order to keep with the creed, I brought my veiny purple helmet to wear for this entire podcast. Oh, this is the way. Oh, veiny yeah. purple It's hard helmet. to see out of this fucking visor, though. <laughs> Jesus Christ, how does what? these Mandalorians do anything? <laughs> it smells weird. And it's all it. sticky. Tell me you pooped in uh, Mando's helmet at least once as being his adoptive son. I've done a lot of things in that helmet. Yeah, I, so, can, tell. Uh, I can tell. It's been. That's why you can't see his face. If he took it off, it'd be all like <laughs> it'd be all mangled from all the fucking disease he's got. Oh, that's quite an image. Love it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Good stuff. Look like Freddy Krueger under there. Shouldn't it be Bambino Jarin instead of Din Bambino? I don't know how their names work. It's very confusing. We'll talk about it later. Uh, but in the meantime, before we get to the Mandalorian season three listener, a couple of things of news to catch up on. Here we go. The Jock and Ned Podcast. So you guys may have remembered weeks ago we talked about jonathan majors uh incident his problems him yeah. being arrested after allegedly physically assaulting what is possibly his girlfriend in new york city and then his side comes out real quick it says oh we have all this evidence we believe he's done nothing wrong and then we don't hear nothing it's very quiet until exactly a week ago the day we recorded the last episode when it was done uh all last week every day New stories dropping. Uh, so it's been a crazy week for Jonathan Majors. Have you guys been following along? Uh, I It's been coming fast and furious, but yeah, I, I have. All right. Well, here's the first thing. On, on the Monday, exactly a week ago from when we're recording, Majors uh, gets dropped by his uh, talent management, Entertainment 360, and his PR team. Mm. Both drop him. Oh, shit. Okay. That's not good. Mm-hmm. All right, next thing. Literally, the next day, report comes out that uh, deadline saying Jonathan Majors no longer attached to certain projects he was working on. There was an adaptation of a novel called The, the Man in My Basement. Uh, they, they pulled him from a high-profile ad campaign for the Texas Rangers baseball uh, organization. 
uh, and an Otis Redding bio, biopic. Biopic. He was going to play oh. Otis Redding. So he's uh, in a movie about me. <laughs> Wait, which one? He's the, the man, man in, in the basement. In my basement. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's Rugboy's uh, bi- yeah. autobiography. Well, listen, hey, listen, I, I'm okay with him playing me. Um, <laughs> but uh, wow, that's dropped from three movies. He's still reportedly set to star in a Spike Lee movie called The Understudy, The Understudy for Amazon. And right. he's, he's still playing Dennis Rodman in Lionsgate's 48 Hours in Vegas. Okay. And they mention at this point still playing Kang and that uh, there is no discussions happening at Disney of replacing him. But at this point, I'm like, you know, Disney's got a list. You know, they've made a list just as soon as this happened. Right. Just in case. Okay. Then the next day gets crazier. Uh, It gets worse, actually. Uh, Variety claiming multiple alleged abuse victims have come forward. More. Women coming forward, go cooperating with the Manhattan DA's office. The blood's in the water. That's not good. Uh, and the same day, this is the the big crazy one. Jonathan Majors goes to TMZ uh, with his side of the story and some stuff in his defense. Did you guys see this TMZ article? No. This is ca- no. Oh, my God. This Tell is kind of crazy. Uh, this is kind of crazy. So his attorney, Priya Chowdhury, she filed doc, docs Wednesday in Manhattan, uh, informing the court. It says the driver that was driving them witnessed what went down between Jonathan and the woman back in March. And according to those docs, the driver saw the woman assault majors, quote, while she was attempting to steal his phone. So this is what I could piece together. The story was they were in an Uber with a driver. And there were something was happening. She was trying to steal his phone and to get away. He got out of the car and the driver saying uh, that he saw her hitting, scratching and attacking Jonathan Majors. Okay. So he got out of the car, got in a different car. She goes on. Then Chaudhry has photos because the woman allegedly told police she suffered a broken finger and a laceration behind her ear during this altercation. But then there's photos of this said person out in the club clubbing afterwards mm-hmm. where you can see her hand. You could see her putting her hair. There's videos, security footage from the clubs, pulling her hair back. You don't really see any injuries. It is pixely security camera uh, stuff, but she's out clubbing after this thing. Then she, uh, when she was done, I feel like this is CSI jock and nerd edition. Yeah, it's What's crazy. Going on here? Dude, it's crazy. So then when she was done, they claimed that she no, showed up. like putting all this evidence on the table as if T- we're going to judge dude, it. TMC broke this all down, and it's kind of crazy, but it kind of paints maybe what really happened that night. After her night was done, they claimed she showed up at Jonathan Major's home at 3 in the morning, entered his apartment, called him 32 times, sent several angry, jealous text messages, uh, and then voicemails like threatening suicide. Uh, then when he gets home the next morning, he finds her unconscious, half naked on the floor of his walk-in closet. He also discovered she allegedly threw up in his bed and told him she'd taken a few sleeping tablets. That's when Jonathan Majors calls the police. And when the paramedics arrive, uh, she's telling them she don't know what happened to her at this point. Now, the next morning, she has this cut and this laceration. Also in this document, her, his lawyer, Charlie claims body cam footage shows police interviewing the woman and, quote, clearly coaching her to say that Mr. Majors grabbed her by the throat, unquote, which is interesting. So that makes sense why 
he uh, why he called the police. Uh, this article also revealed that he is about to make twenty million dollar paycheck for uh, Kang Dynasty, Avengers Kang Dynasty, and Secret Wars. So, wow, wow, that's now that's a hell of a punchback by Jonathan Majors, right? That, that, oh man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> uh, poor chosen words, but I, I know what you mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. Strong case. He's trying to put together a strong case. So, again, we don't know what the truth is, and this is all up in the air, but Disney and Marvel, uh, what would you do for them? Do you wait? Do you still wait? Do you look for a replacement and switch them out? If you're majors and you know you're innocent, do you, A, step down yourself? Because he has stepped down from certain uh uh film institute things that he was a part of there's like a sydney poitier film group he stepped down so to avoid any you know further embarrassment or making other people look bad he is himself personally stepping down for things however does that show guilt like if your majors do be like i'm gonna step down from kang for now but then it doesn't look so bad when uh he he comes up innocent and they want him back in i don't know this is a tough situation this is i Time has to pass. That's the only thing I could do. Like when all of the facts are laid out. And uh, so when this thing resolves itself, um, I think he could safely come back and not have to worry about it. But right now it's kind of like, he's got to like lay low and let this blow over and like, let all the things come out. Or, unless he's guilty and all these people coming forward have receipts and, and, and then it becomes a more complicated situation. Then obviously Marvel's probably going to cut, cut him loose and do some like, fucking deep fake with another actor or something oh you got they yeah they'll just recast him anthony is he done is it too late is there still a chance because really the, he could be innocent on this one incident but if there's other people stepping forward he could be he could be guilty of those incidents it's weird i don't think he's done um huh. it's clearly clear he's fighting back he seems to have evidence that can strongly suit his case. I think Marvel's going to wait it out. Clearly, the, you know the movie's going to—it's going to pay him twenty million. So yeah, he wants this. And, and moreover, his career is kind of on the line at least right now. So he's going to fight, if, especially if he's innocent. Um, he's going to fight. As far as him stepping down, and does that show that he's not innocent? I don't think so. I think he's just going. Hey, there's a lot of heat around me. I'm trying to take away yep. attention from me. Yeah. In these things that I'm involved in because yep. of all this stuff around me. That doesn't necessarily say that you're you're guilty. No, it's um, a good, it's a quality move. He doesn't want to be a distraction at this time. It's tough to say if it's a quality move or not. I mean, That's true. If if if, if he's <laughs> guilty no, then, you yes. know, he's just being he's just he's a scumbag and yeah, whatever. But whatever. Um yeah, it's tough to say. I mean, we don't really know everything. I find it always curious when other people jump out of the woodwork. It's almost like mm-hmm. there's two sides of this. One, mm-hmm. oh, maybe they felt like they couldn't right. say anything. They felt suppressed. Or two, they see blood in the water, and yeah. now now the cancel mob is jumping all over them. Um, I think if you're Marvel, you got to wait it out. I don't think you got to come to any rash decision right now, especially... If he ends up being innocent, yeah, and you, you let this guy go because of things that weren't necessarily his fault, the only thing you can say if he, if he's innocent that was his fault, why is he associating with such a psychopath? If he is, <laughs> yes, but um, 
He's got poor poor taste in women if he is innocent. And then if he's guilty, you know, then he's an asshole and he's and he's going to pay for it um in more ways than one. But uh well, the situation looks pretty bad. Like either way, it's it's like uh he could be innocent and and whatever, but some people, you know how it is on Twitter, they're like no matter what you prove if you're innocent or not, you're still like labeled whatever. So, well, I don't know. Yeah. With James Gunn, this it seemed to have gone away. Right, there wasn't really a yeah. lot there. It wasn't like a court case or anything pending. Yeah, but they fired him real quick after that guy brought up yeah. those ten year old tweets. But well, then he it's gets pedophilia, you know. It's it's like yes. Well, I mean, you see this all the time. I know you guys aren't big sports fans. But we actually see this all the time in sports. Oh. There's guys that do bad shit, and then they they come back. And I mean, Kobe Bryant was in a a rape case, a high oh, yeah. profile rape oh, case. That's and, right. He's considered one of the greatest basketball players. No one thinks about that. Ray Lewis, who's a football player, was involved in a murder case. He's a Hall of Fame football player. He had a long career after that. So, And Snoop Doggy Dog. Snoop Doggy, sure. Snoop Dog- <laughs> I mean, um, Chris Brown punched a woman, punched yeah. Rihanna. Yeah. He's yeah. still making music. So not to say that you, it's okay, but you can you can bounce back from stuff even, even if it's bad. You can bounce back sometimes. But if he's innocent, I you know I think you just got to they just got to wait it out see what happens I guess he clearly invested a lot in this guy and I don't think they want to throw it away without at least seeing what's going to happen that- yeah, but Marvel's got a lot of problems because developing because Steven Yoon is now under fire for uh, David oh. Cho oh uh, yeah David Cho made beef? some comments yeah he yeah. made some comments on a podcast about that were about rape or something and like. They, they don't know if he was making it up or if it was being truthful or not or whatever. If he was being honest on the podcast, but they're working with him, so now they're associating. Oh shit! Yeah, uh, Stephen Yu with David Cho, and uh, yeah, that's probably not good for Marvel either. So there's a lot of shit coming out, like a lot of like weird uh, press stories that are that are unfolding that's not good for marvel marvel's having a tough uh <laughs> beginning of this year it, yeah this is a tricky spot right because king they're building up as the big bad for this whole phase uh loki season three apparently coming out later this year mid 2023 he's already shot things for that so they're not gonna reshoot that they gotta use that no matter what happens uh but uh who, who i mean you know there was rumors that like idris alba they were talking to, or that dude, Dame, Dameson Idris. Anybody named Idris uh, will get the role to be recast. Who else do you think's on that list? If they, if you would, I mean, you could. There's a number of guys, but it would be weird uh, if you had to replace him. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of people that are good actors, but I don't know if they necessarily want to be Kang. Right. So, like the guy from Tenant, he's a good actor. But yeah. I don't know if he David wants Washington. to be King. John David yeah. Washington. Uh, I don't think he wants to be King. Lakeith Stanfield. Lakeith Stanfield would be great. Well, Boyega is actually coming back. That another story, Star Wars related. He is going to be in that uh, Ray Skywalker new movie that's set 15 years after Rise of Skywalker. He is also coming back for that. I, I'm looking at some of this stuff. I mean, if you're, everyone handles trauma differently. But yeah, are you going to be out, going out to a club if you got beat up? after exactly if you were the <laughs> i mean and that's the thing though in the court of public opinion right you are proven guilty until you're innocent it's opposite uh than in an actual court uh, of law but uh 
yeah, this his reputation is on the line. This is uh we'll see what happens. That's crazy. TMZ go him going to TMC is crazy. Uh listener well, he, he's doing that because he he's gotta fight this like now. Yeah. Especially he's almost fighting two two cases. He's fighting in court, but he's fighting in public court yep, of public yep, opinion. Yep, yep. Yep, and there was, I mean, they were probably frustrated waiting so long because right away they were like, We have evidence, and then you'd hear nothing for like two like two, three weeks. Like, what is happening? They're charging him, they're moving forward. So uh yes, to be continued. Listener, let us know what you think of all this drama. Join our Facebook group. It's where the conversation starts, continues. Uh it's a closed exclusive group just for you. There is a link in the episode description. It's called Jock and Nerd Nation. Jock and Nerd! Fun place to geek out. Lots of spoiler threads and stuff. Okay. Sticking with the Marvel theme. Here's a rumor. Now rumored to be in final talks to play Reed Richards in Fantastic Four is one Adam Driver. Uh, You either think Adam Driver is a fantastic actor or he's just boring as fuck with a punchable face. I've heard both things. I think he's both. Uh, Can you be both at the same time? He is. He's both. Yes. Possibly. I mean... Uh, Kylo Ren was essentially, you know, kind of a Doctor Doom type. He'd be great for Doom, I think. Rugs, you said on our Discord. Yeah, I think he'd be a great Doctor Doom. What he'd about- be very wide, shirtless Doctor Doom, <laughs> chestless, hairless chest. <laughs> yeah, uh, Anthony, what do you think about this? Adam Driver, Reed Richards. I love it. Oh yeah, he, okay. he does. He does have I a, a face. It. Yes, he does have a face. He's a very got distinct eyes face. And a nose he's and a, a mouth. very good actor, though. He he's. Kind of wiry, built mm. tall, wiry, kind of like Reed. I like it. I think he can. He could kill Reed. What if they make Reed? Because Reed, you think of, he's kind of like the uh, older father patriarch. But what if they make him kind of like a hothead? And maybe he has a temper. No. And he's oh, a little come crazy. No, come on. Let's do his actual <laughs> no? character. Why, why are you For saying the love that? Of I'm just saying you can see make because he's going to play him like Kylo Ren. Hopefully not. No, he's not. No, he's not. Come he's on. A, he's a good actor. <laughs> he's I, an actor. Apparently, he's not that great in 65, but I don't think he had, was given a lot of great material. He just it's kind of in there. But I think he can play a perfectly fine, uh, awkward Yet yeah, super yeah. ambitious science guy that's smart and um, often gets lost in his work for the right re- wants to do the right thing but gets lost in his work and lose track of like, his family and things. Like, come on, man! There, he, I can he, see it. He, he's he was in uh, Marriage Story. He's great in that. He he doesn't play one guy. Yeah, he's in Black Klansman. He's really good at that. Yeah, he's, he's not a typecast. Guy. Yeah, that's on, that, that's run. true. That's true. I know. I'm just he's yeah. not what is he? He's not the Frank Grillo. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you watch not, what you say about Frankie. It's not Scott Atkins. What do you mean? No, but it'd be cool to be Reed Richards. He's not, he's not Chris Pratt. I yeah, would make him, make him Doom. Doctor Doom would be great. Uh, Doom, so, Doom. I mean, he could be a good Doom. Don't yeah, get me wrong, but yeah. his build. Look, he's a very lanky guy. Yeah, yeah. He's tall and lanky. He's got the Reed Richards' body. Cuts his hair short. I, I totally see the Reed right, thing going. That's good. Uh, so uh, in the running, rumors for who will be playing Sue Storm. This is according to rumors from, from Grace Randolph. No, not again. Oh, Jessica okay. Alba. I think we've passed the Jessica Alba. She's <laughs> Grace Randolph has given us four names who are, she says are the, the uh, final four up-and-comers. One, Vanessa Kirby. Two, Mila Kunis. Three, Allison Williams, and four, Jody Comer. Now, Jody Comer's name has been in the running for a long time. Um, I wouldn't be mad with Jody Comer or Vanessa Kirby. I like the Vanessa Kirby. 
Like yeah, they're fine. Kirby. They're both fine. Mila Kunis. Vanessa Kirby's is... a very good, a very good actress. Mila Kunis. That's a weird one. Yeah, Mila Kunis is a, is in this. I kind of like some odd things though. Mila Kunis would be it'd be an odd choice, but uh, nah, I don't, I, know, I don't know if I would. I don't know. I don't see Williams. that one. Elsa Williams is uh, from. Uh, she was in Megan, and she's no, in no, Get Out. Get Out. Yeah, she was the yeah, evil was, woman in Get yeah. Out. Oh, she's yeah, pretty that's good in right. that. Yeah, she's Jodie Comer. Bad. I don't even seen her in any movies. Jodie Comer looks like Sue Storm. Jodie yeah. Comer would be good in this photo with her blonde hair. Yeah, she's Allison Williams would could be you know. I think all these Mila yeah. Kunis would be the oddest one. That'd be the oddest one. Vanessa Kirby is she's great. I love her in the she's in the I Mission like Impossible movies and she can do action and uh, yeah. No, Vanessa Kirby is in the Mission Impossible movies, isn't she? I think that she was in. Um, she was in the last oh. two, wasn't she? In was the she? Last two? Maybe. I think Look she was in. I'm not wrong. She, you're not? right. Oh, you are. She was in Fallout. Yeah, you're right. Yes. Ding, ding, ding. She was in Hobbs and Shaw. That's what. Yeah. Uh, oh, she was in Hobbs and Shaw, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She was his sister, right? She was. Yeah. Uh, Statham's sister that was uh, part of the movie. Anyways, let's see how this is shaping up. Matt Shackman will be directing. Probably should get. I feel like they're close to casting. Uh, speaking of Marvel movies, the next one coming out, we're just under two weeks away from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Geek Boner. The finale, James Gunn last movie, the possibly this team of Guardians last time out. I am very excited for this. Uh, some critics have seen it. And? and? And, of course, it's overwhelmingly positive. One of them saying the best movie since Endgame. Uh, but uh, they're calling it brilliant and uh, saddest and darkest of the MCU films. Uh, this th- is the longest of the three. It will be two hours and 29 minutes. Mm. Uh, and uh, James Gunn has confirmed there are two post credit scenes, which is weird if this is like they're closing out this chapter. If people are going to die, then they're going to set something up. You know, we're going to see Adam Warlock. So also, here's the craziest thing. It will feature Marvel's first ever uncensored F-bomb in the movie. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, that's really good. Oh, shit. Have you guys, there's a clip out. Have you seen this clip? Which one? The one where he's talking to Gamora? Yeah, they all went out of the house and they're trying to get in the car and it's like an old. No, I haven't seen that one. You haven't seen that one? It's like an old 80s car with, you know, the the door handle where you got to push the button in to open it and she can't she can't figure out how to open the door to the car and he's trying to get him in and he's like push the button and he eventually just goes open the fucking door and they bleep it in the clip but it's not gonna be bleep because as we all know you can have one fuck in a pg-13 movie and apparently it wasn't planned he told chris pratt to just throw it in wherever he wanted to and this is where it ends up so uh that's great i love it more yeah. more more f-bombs how excited are you guys? Hype level for Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Now that we know Scale he's... Scale 1 to 10? Yes. He's going to swear. Does that help any? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, about a seven and a half. Okay. A little bit above average. I'm going to go um, about six and a half, seven, somewhere oh, around really? there. I, I think I'd be more hyped if Marvel was a hotter brand, but I do like James Gunn and I've liked both Guardians movies and I did like the special. The F bomb doesn't do anything for me. Well, but. no, that yeah, no, well, yeah, that's why. Just, 
just Imran thinking I'm that's funny. Imran, Imran just picks up on every story and like, yeah, <laughs> I'm being facetious. F bomb. Come everybody, buy your tickets now. F bomb. <laughs> no, look, out of like you said, it's been shaky. Out of all the movies we're getting this year, you know, we have this and the Marvels. I'm expecting this one to be the one that maybe does return to form, that delivers. It's tried and true. You got this crew that everybody loves. You got James Gunn, his sensibility. He really knows these characters. I'm looking for it to be emotional and dark, just like the reviewers say. Uh, I'm down for that. Why not? So I feel like this will be the biggest box office earner out of all of them and maybe the best out of what we've gotten for this year so far, uh, which is what was the first movie? Ant-Man. Oh, Ant-Man. Right. Ant-Man, Guardians, and the Marvels. Although I'm looking forward to the Marvels, but. This one. So what? Uh, would, so what would you say is the best movie since Endgame? So thus oh far. Oh God, that is a good question. Okay. Hold on, I gotta look this up. I love No Way Home. I oh, No Way Home. I will put so No it's Way better Home. Better than No Way Home. So people are saying that it's better than No Way Home. No Way Home, and then maybe Shang Chi. Uh, yeah, I would say that's yeah. No Way Home, and then Shang Chi would be my my two. Hmm. Right so since Endgame, yes, we've had Far From Home, Black Widow, Shang-Chi, Eternals, No Way Home. I like Wakanda Forever. Multiverse of Madness, Love and Thunder, Wakanda Forever, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Mania. Definitely No Way Home sticks out. Multiverse of Madness. I don't know. I kind of I still kind of dig that just because it was Sam Raimi and you saw the Sam Raimi in it and there was some goofy shit, but. And it should have done more, but it was very imaginative. I never thought to watch it again. Yeah. That's weird. Doctor Strange? Yeah. Yeah. It's on streaming. I have. Yeah. I watched it. I think I watched it twice in the theater, and I I don't have any desire either to revisit that movie. I I liked it, but it's one of those where I. It just kind of happened. I liked it. And and then you just move on. Yeah. I did watch Wakanda Forever again. That was actually not a bad rewatch on a second time. And Shang-Chi is just solid. Another related story, we talk about Sam Raimi, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. It was a situation where Kevin Feige really didn't have to supervise as much and micromanage. He was he was able to just let Sam Raimi handle it, and I think he liked it because there was a story out going, Kevin Feige may start picking more established filmmakers in the future because they may be done with picking people who've done like one TV show or an independent movie and throwing them into this fucking thing. Uh, he's seen the that if he has someone established that they can just handle everything and he can step back a little bit more. I don't this understand is- why if they don't like if they have like a certain thing written out like guardrails be like, OK, this is where we're going. Right. You And these are these characters. You can't deviate from these characters, but do whatever you want. What does the you director get them do to there? Yeah. Then they can they have room to do stuff, but they just know where they have to end up. It's it's all they need, really, to tie these things together. And they'll be some, they'll, they'll you know, pair them up with one of those nerds that know everything that's going on. <laughs> it's their job to know shit. I think that that's the best way to do it. Instead of like hiring somebody that has zero experience, you can micromanage the shit out of them. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I think it would be cool to see a little more established directors. Uh, I mean, you know that they have the previous guys doing the the entire movie already. Right. This shit has already like been a storyboarded out and halfway done like years ahead of time. So you know, you had Chloe Zhao. Well, that's with the thing. Some of it is, different. but then you're reading a lot of reports that they're for instance, they're still writing the script as they're oh, about right. to start Thunderbolts. filming the movie. 
Yeah, but the script is not the action pieces. Those things yeah. are already planned out. Like they just have to write and figure out how to weave those things together. And so like I don't think they're scrapping entire action sequences and like and starting from scratch. I, I don't I don't think they're doing that. That's why these things are so clunky. Because they should. New director, like, okay, start from scratch. Like, come up with your own shit. I think that gives you a lot more room to, to do things. But I don't think that's what they're doing. I, I, I don't believe it is. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just guessing from what I'm seeing how it's very clunkily put together. But we'll see. Okay. We'll see. I can't wait. Guardians. I'm, Guardians is going to be okay. It's going to be just okay. They I think it's going to be pretty good. I think yeah. it's yeah. I think it's gonna it be, be a good uh, close to the Guardians. It better make me cry at the end. <laughs> the last one did when they fucking Yandu's funeral. Like I was was almost had tears. That was good. Yeah, I like that. You need some good emotion. Okay, let's move over real quick to uh, the DC Studios World uh, CinemaCon. It's gonna be. I think it's this week. And this is the place where they preview a lot of movies. A lot of news coming out. Apparently. The Flash that's coming out in July, they're going to uh, show the whole movie at CinemaCon. So you may be getting a lot of spoilery details before this movie comes out. Uh, but one thing some people already know is that there has been some changes since James Gunn has taken over. And they have completely removed any direct references to the Snyderverse. And uh, apparently this movie happens in the 2017 Justice League not in the the remake, uh, and he's never traveled. What do you mean? I mean the four hour cut. Oh, okay. Zack Snyder's Justice League, but in this one he has never traveled back in time before. Doesn't remember meeting Iris, all that stuff. Um, but they they got to clear. I think there was cameos uh, that also got cut. So, and it's not going to set up like a Crisis on Infinite Earths. Also, is what I'm hearing, which is what was planned before. So hopefully this movie has a satisfying ending because uh, if you're resetting everything, I thought they would use this. But anyways, there. Yeah, it's more removal of the Snyder world. Hmm. Well, the Snyder version of Justice League. The Snyder versus Justice League. Yes. Right. This is another it's one. still yeah. the Snyder verse. It's just the Whedon uh, verse Snyder verse. Because it's still all these characters all, t- you know, live in the same universe yeah like it was probably flash. it was probably a mistake for dc to release just a later cut yeah but it's 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 good i mean though. it's good it's a good movie it's actually and i enjoyed it experience. it just creates way more confusion and now yeah. you have to do you have to have articles like this i know there's like, two versions of this fucking movie that are almost completely different in and, there, and there's no good way of doing this because no. you really don't want to continue off the snyder verse the 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 Snyder uh, Justice League Snyder's cut because it was it was it was never meant it was it was released on streaming but then you really don't want to piggyback off a of Whedon's cut it's just it's a whole mess yeah yeah and I this is I think this is probably my most number one anticipated superhero movie of the summer of the year should be pretty good uh, I can't wait maybe I just Mar- need to see what happens Marvel so. is taking uh, notes on how to deal with problematic actors maybe from the flesh and just you know do nothing don't say anything hmm. but you know there hasn't been any and it's a completely different thing obviously with Ezra but with them there hasn't been any stories about them lately so maybe uh, it's all good maybe it's all good now I still want to join his cult though and go to his farm and 
Yeah, you get choked <laughs> out by him, you know? Sure. Some people pay for that. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Uh, and then the last thing, a uh, little Godzilla news here. You guys already probably saw this teaser for right. the, the next Godzilla versus Kong movie, the sequel. So they get, we have our name and a date. Uh, the name of this movie is Godzilla X Kong, the new yeah. empire, and it will be releasing March 15th, 2024. That, uh, that's like what the hip kids are doing, right, Anthony? It's a collab, Godzilla X Kong. Isn't that what that means? Isn't that the what? thing? It's collab. Collaboration. Is that a thing? Is that thing when like DJs collab or shoe brands collab with some? Yeah, I guess like, X. Yeah, Nike but X. X has been a thing in Japan for a while too. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure that Millennium Godzilla movies were, if you they released in Japan, were Godzilla X Mecha Godzilla. Whoa! Does so does that? So this trailer is also very weird. It's not like footage. It's like a. It's, uh, it's like, a, yeah. It's a CGI thing they made. Yeah, where you see some kind of figure sitting on a throne with his eyes glowing. Is it Kong? It's very lanky, and it pulls it, out. It's not there's Kong. Bo- there's bones of things everywhere. I think it you is see, Kong. You'd see. I don't know if it's Kong. It's weird. I think it's the Red Emperor. I don't know. Who's the Red Emperor? I just made it up. <laughs> it's a new- no, but if you look at it, it's like it's clearly like a red-haired, uh, uh, either orangutan-looking... Like not an orangutan because these things are not apes, but right, it, reminiscent of it's that hair color yeah. and that lankiness. But yeah. I think we'll still have more of a Kong-like face structure. And right uh, now that I'm watching this, and there's also you remember the the Iwi people who had those like little like uh, like the markings on their face when they mm-hmm. go up into the close up, you could see a little bit of those markings on the forehead. Oh, um, so um. I'm thinking it's war paint. Hmm. You might be right. Now that I've watched this again, because it ends with the skulls of Godzilla and Kong. Yeah. In the so foreground. maybe this is the, what they're up against. Is it yeah, uh, he, some sort of hybrid thing? Is Kong getting Godzilla powers? Is Godzilla oh getting Kong powers? Well, uh, I'm well. the eyes are glowing. Yeah, so I don't exactly. know if either it's there's two theories. Either he has powers or there or the eyes are reflecting Godzilla. Uh, which it could be, it can go either way. But uh, if in this in this case, if this uh, Red Kong or Red Emperor Kong or whatever you want to call him um, has uh, electricity powers or some kind of powers, uh, that would probably even the playing field a little bit. But um, we don't know because uh, Kong returned back to Hollow Earth, and maybe there's another fucking dude up in there. Yeah, going, Yo, hollow, what are you doing? Yeah, there's a lot of. It's got to be more creatures down he there. He took over since Kong left and went yeah. and fucked off to Skull Island. He's probably been the king down there. I'm I'm sitting on so. the throne now. Yeah, uh, I'm interested to see what they can uh, further explore into the histories and these titans sure. and these mysteries. Adam Wingard uh, returning to direct, and uh, it stars Dan Stevens, Rebecca Hall. Brian Tyree Henry, Kaylee Hoddle. And you know what? That's already too many people characters. You don't need all these people. This but is I think the problem with these movies. They got rid of uh, Bobby Bobby Browns. Bobby Millie Brown. Oh, Millie Bobby Brown and uh, Chandler. Right, what Chandler? What's that guy's name from uh, the other? Chandler from Friends. Chandler from Friends. Chandler Bing. No, that guy from Friday Night Lights. Was he in the last one? The family. The father. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was, was he in it. the last one. Was he? In the yeah, last he was. One? No. He was in the He's last the one, one that said Godzilla's. 
killing people. We That's need to right. know why. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> you guys don't get them. Millie Bobby Brown and the podcast. And oh my God, just cut all that people shit out. And you have a good, it's just, let me watch the fucking fight. What are you doing? Well, with this fucking podcast. I just want to see like, okay, they've built up all this world building and they talked about like, uh, Godzilla being worshipped and they have the temple but we've only seen snippets of that we've only seen little allusions to it we've only seen a little allusions to the other kaiju that are hiding yeah, and now yeah, dormant yeah. they all went to sleep somewhere <laughs> who the fuck knows where they are like it'd be nice to see them all hanging out in hollow earth just like yeah you know like oh we're back bros we got Godzilla made a nice little tunnel for us we could you know slip and slide oh, down yeah, that thing zip, a, zip in and out in minutes yeah they're like, just how, how, how crazy do you think this will get there's no telling, Anthony. Like, I mean, uh, yeah. Wingard doesn't give any fucks. No, yeah. About like I mean, reality. They, they've already opened Pandora's box by introducing Hollow Earth and all that stuff. <laughs> Once you have Godzilla like blowing a hole through the Earth <laughs> until the diamond, middle of it, and then Kong it. just like flies up it <laughs> in within thirty seconds to fight him. I mean, Something that should take him like a week and a half to do the whole battleship sequence, which is like, there's no way that shit would physically actual physics works like that is amazing. I love that battleship sequence. And then just the battle at the end is phenomenal. It's a good fucking brawl. Listen, can de- this just demolish. goes to show uh, if you have good action, the story doesn't matter as long because because that's what you're there for. Right. You're not, you don't know. Yeah, you know you're that there to see these guys fight. Yeah, you don't care how you get there, really, at that point. I mean, they no didn't one even did. try with the story in that last one. I'm like, really? This is no, I think that there was it. some other story there, but yeah. I think Wingard's like, no one's going to give a shit about this. <laughs> no one's, let's just fucking cut it and put this in and just do yeah. it this way. So I think that um, it makes the movie a lot weaker, but still enjoyable. So. Yeah, now I'm looking at this. I, I was convinced it was Kong the first two times Kong. I watched this. And Somebody else. Now it's, I don't think it is. Yeah, he's too skinny and like lanky his arms. I don't but know. I, it's such a not threat, non-threat. Well, right. I don't know. But I don't know what that's why he's do. probably got electrical powers or something. But then they have the the bones everywhere of all the dead. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. It's a bone graveyard and then yeah, empire. And then, so maybe, maybe he's really Kong. tall. What? Uh, what does that mean? What does that mean? We'll find out in March 2024. Uh, but I'm expecting some more over-the-top shit than the last one. It will be fun. All right. Let's take a quick break here, fellas. We're going to play some promos, and we're going to come back, talk about Pedro Pascal not taking his helmet off at all. Mandalorian Season 3 right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. Pardon the interruption. I have some news which I believe you will find most interesting. Would you like to hear the latest in Marvel television, film, video games, and comic books? Or are you looking for some ideas on what to pick up on New Comic Book Day? Well, join Mike and Eric on Mighty Marvel Geeks every Saturday night on Sorcerer Radio and every Sunday on the Weeby Geeks Network for all things Marvel. There is a matter that requires your attention. Mighty Marvel Geeks. Assemble. All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? We'll get you back to your regularly scheduled podcast in just a minute. But we want to introduce ourselves. I'm Jason. I'm Jeff. And I'm Blake on this highly produced advertisement. That's right. It's the History of Bad Ideas, a.k.a. Hobie. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Bad Ideas Podcast and on Facebook at the History of Bad Ideas. But if you like a podcast uh, roundtable with three to five guests, usually every week, depending on sick leave, uh, talking about all things geek, including movies, 
TV. I ain't getting paid for this shit. Blake bitching about something and ranting uh, and comic books and anything else that we can think of. We have a top five list every week along with a box office news and somehow we have listeners. So they send us some feedback we answer every week. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Facebook, Spotify, and any good podcast app. Because if you can't find us on that podcast app, it's not a good podcast app. Damn straight. Roger says goodbye. Goodbye. Listener, if you enjoy the show, this is a fantastic time to join our Patreon fan club. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Jockandnerd! And you can give back and support the show on a monthly or annual basis. There's lots of fun stuff there. There's a bonus RSS feed where the shows come out early. Bonus content is posted only there for our Patreon subscribers. So over there, what's been going on is we've been getting our 21st century action movie tournament all sorted out. There's an episode where we pick the movies. Last week, we posted an update, a little chat, because there's a poll for you, Patreon listener, to pick two of the movies to end up in uh, the tournament. We're going to record another update after this show comes up with uh, the, the results of the poll. And there's been some other updates. Anthony will uh, we'll explain all that. You got to sign up for the Patreon. Some new up- yeah, you'll you'll get to hear us react to the updates from the Patreon poll, picking the last two movies, and potentially some switching out of movies. Oh slash, well, you'll just have to check it out. Give us some money and check you it out. You definitely don't want to miss it as we uh, lock down all the movies that are going to be in the tournament. And then, uh, yeah. Also, if you sign up for Patreon, you can get Discord benefits. We do a monthly Discord hangout. We just had one last month. It was lots of fun. Anthony, it's like three in a row you showed up to. Amazing. Oh, yeah. shit. Well I think done. you're starting to well, like them, you know? It is. They, they can <laughs> be fun. Don't count your blessings. That might be the last time. Oh, God. I shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> no, nah, he'll, he'll come back. Uh, the it's next like one will be uh, Thursday, March 18th, 8 p.m. Central Time. Sign up. Join us. It's a lot of fun. And there's a You Pick It tier where you can pick any movie for us to watch and review. All this fun stuff over on our Patreon. Check it out now. Uh, okay. This week's review, Mandalorian Season 3 has wrapped up. We're going to review the final, the whole season, our thoughts here is your spoiler alert. Come on, baby. Do the magic hand thing. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. Anthony, you binged all this in the last few days, I uh, understand. Um, yeah, I did. That's great. That's great. <laughs> That's probably the best way to watch this season anyways. It is. It's. I would say it's probably better. <laughs> I would... I. I probably had a better experience doing that than waiting week to i week. think you might have it season three has been crazy so here let's do this like we did with the last of us real quick just gonna we're gonna check in with the uh, every episode except for the first episode we talked about the first episode get your quick comments uh and then we can talk about the whole season overall how does that sound sure sure so the first episode we discussed you can go back and listen it basically sets up the premise uh Mando and Grogu are reunited and book of Boba Fett. And now he needs to redeem himself bathed in the waters of Mandalore on Mandalore. The beautiful waters of Lake Minnetonka. The beautiful waters of Lake Minnetonka. He's got to hang out with Prince and get served waffles and pancakes and stuff. Uh, you like some grapes? There's pirates. Uh, that's introduced. Navarro is uh, is doing well. 
It's a hop in town. Grief Karga is in charge. So very quickly, second episode called The Minds of Mandalore. You think they're going to stretch this thing out? No. Mando goes to the Minds of Mandalore right away. He's like, I'm going there, bitches. They said it was poison. Turns out the air is not poison. Someone is lying to him. But he does go down there with R5, gets captured by a cyborg and is ultimately have to be saved. The first of two times, I believe, Grogu has saved his ass uh, this season by Grogu Bo-Katan. But he does bathe in the waters and he, and he gets sucked into a hole and Bo-Katan has to dive in and save him. And as they're coming back up, she sees the mythosaur, this giant fucking thing that's attached to the lore of Mandalore. Uh, Anthony, comment on that episode. You got anything? What'd you think? Oh, we're doing it like this? I know you just said that. We're going to do it yeah, like this. Yeah, wow, I'm trying to think. Yeah. The one where he jumps in the water? Yes, the one where he goes in the water. He gets captured by that cool cyborg thing. Uh, and uh, she sees the mythosaur. Oh, I thought that was kind of a freaky episode. The little cyborg thing was, uh, thing was, was an interesting looking monster. Yeah. Um, you had to call her. You get to see the creature underneath the water. The mythosaur. I thought that was a. I, I was a, I was somewhat entertained by that episode. It wasn't bad. Yeah, it narratively pushes the plot forward. It does something. Yep, it's yeah. not a waste of time. Correct. It is okay. You need this for the story to happen. The story is there. The story is moving forward very quickly, and I'm like, okay, good. Then we get to episode three called "The Convert," and this one is the one that's bookended with a little bit of Mando stuff, and is the whole Doctor Pershing cloner. Uh, Andor type episode on Coruscant. So the Mando part of it is that Bo-Katan does not tell Mando she saw the Mythosaur. Her castle gets destroyed. They do the whole Dr. Pershing thing and they come up, come back to the Mando show and uh, Din Djarin goes to the armorer with water from the mines. He says he's been redeemed. She's like, all right, you're all good. You're back in. And Bo, you know what? You got wet too. You're also in the group. Welcome. Welcome to this uh, convert, co- covert, convert, death watch, whatever they convert, are. Covert, covert. convert, yeah. But, Anthony, let me ask you this. They did a very weird thing by giving us this whole story of uh, Elijah Kane, who is a spy that works for the New Republic, used to work for Moff Gideon with Dr. Pershing, trying to restart his cloning. Oh, that's this episode. Yes, project. Is this the third episode? This is the third episode. And he gets mind wiped and she brainwashes him and you're left going, what the fuck? What was all this? It somewhat pays off in the last one, but right. uh, Yeah, this was a weird detour uh, for a character we only see once. I don't even was that character in anything. He was. No, he's in the original season of uh, the Mandalorian when they're trying to get Grogu. He's oh. there with Warner Herzog's character, Mandalorian. Oh. In the first episode. He's yeah, there. the first That's episode. It. Yeah. Oh, well, I don't remember that guy. I thought I, I, I don't remember that guy. Uh, but the episode was, I almost would have made that a one-off short instead of included it in this season. Yeah, it was very strange. I think that that, look, you could have showed the spy girl and her like kind of being a spy in like maybe a five minute thing instead of a 20 minute thing. Or, or you could have maybe peppered that in throughout the season. Right, it just built built up that guy as something you care about, yeah. And do it as a parallel storyline type thing. I just thought it was, it just was one of those things that we see in Walking Dead where they just veer off to a thing, but it doesn't really pay off. Like the, the only thing that you know is that, and it, regardless, he's always been into cloning stuff. He's been you established that yeah. Moff Gideon's into cloning. 
Yeah, we established so we, that. Yeah, and that he's been trying to, you know, steal Baby Yoda. You have to protect him. Try yeah. to get his blood. So we don't even need this storyline. It's a, it's unnecessary. I think it's a waste of it, time. This is what you see in the middle of the season. Is there's a lot of padding. Yeah, there's a lot of padding, and uh, we'll talk about why. There's an easy explanation, but I mean, I well, part of me appreciated that it was kind of like Andor, and you could see Coruscant post Jedi, and it was beautiful to look at. It was like a Blade Runner city. Um, you know, they were trying to do the Andor thing, but it just, it was very weird that it was just about Pershing and it could like barely pays off. Okay. Then we move on to episode four called the foundling. This has some great bits as Mando is trying to train Grogu as a Mandalorian. He makes him fight that dude, Ragnar, Paz Vizsla's son. And, uh, you see Grogu use some force things to win. Uh, and then that kid is captured by the Raptor. There's the big Raptor flies away. They got to go rescue him. And for some reasons, their jetpacks don't work that day because oh my god, when they're in yes. the middle of, in a few episodes later, they can use a jetpack to do anything. Uh, yeah, well, as we'll see later, <laughs> they can fly into fucking the upper atmosphere and fly just as long yeah, as they no want. Yeah, no problem, no yeah. problem. Except here, they already got a fuel and they're having issues. And this kid comes out of this raptor mouth completely dry, not even yeah. gooey, not even digested. What's going on there? Uh, in the meantime, the special part of this episode, I thought, was Grogu hangs back with the armor. She makes him a medallion out of Beskar for him, and he has visions. He has flashbacks. We see his rescue at, from Order 66 by this Jedi, Kaloran Beck, played by Ahmed Best, who played Jar Jar Binks and almost fucking killed himself for getting shit for playing Jar Jar Binks. Kind of a nice redemption for this actor to play this Jedi, dual-wielding lightsabers. That was cool. Yeah, that was cool. That was cool, and we finally got to see what... I don't know what happened after they, he saved him, but... Uh, it's because of him, Grogu is spared. Uh, and then, yes, and then it ends with them saving the boy. They bring back ba- the ba- raptor babies, which never show up again. What happened yes. to them? <laughs> they had two little raptors. Yeah, you babies. would have thought that would would have paid off later. Did they eat them? Do you think they ate them? It's possible. No, I thought, no he, they, they brought them back as new foundlings. Oh, they did the raptor babies. Yeah, they were like, we have new foundlings or new recruits or whatever. However, they I, I thought it. they would have been fucking flying around on those fuckers uh, later. But no. maybe you just can't notice them when they're wearing the helmets. They just look different. <laughs> <laughs> they look just like them. Also, at the end, uh, Bo-Katan tells the armor she saw the mythosaur and the armor is like, ah, sure, you did. You know, that's like she doesn't quite believe her, but she's so far. It's the only person she's told. Uh, Anthony, any com- any other comments on this episode? I thought. Uh, the baby Yoda flashback was great. I thought the birds looked pretty good. Yeah. Were they birds? I don't remember. Yeah, the babies, like a, yeah. they look pretty good. Yeah, the raptor or whatever it was. The, um, yeah, it was just like a, it was kind of your typical mission of the week Mando episode. Oh, yes. Then, then it, this show shifts back to what kind of originally was, was like this Western uh, villain of the week shit. And, but throughout the whole thing, it looked really good. Like how they shot that thing flying into the sun. Like it's, I thought the the it looks great. It's shot no, it well. Nice. Yeah, it really did look look good. Okay, a lot of the show looks good. Yeah. A lot of the stuff. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you. But yeah, and as we get to the end, like it gets better. Like you could tell they saved their money for like the last two episodes. Uh, episode five. Now we get into some fucking mission of the week shit. This one's called the pirate. Oh, remember Goran Shard and Vane and those pirates mm-hmm. they fucking fucked with in the first episode. Oh, he's not happy. Gorian Shard not happy. Invades Navarro. Uh, wants to take it over. Carson Tiva, who we've seen next week, pilot, uh, gets, goes to the New Republic, try to get some help. 
and nobody gives a fuck. You got the Tim Meadows cameo, lots of cameos, beginning of lots of crazy cameos, Tim Meadows from SNL. And it's kind of a bureaucratic clusterfuck. Ilya Kane is there also hearing this. So he can't get the New Republic to help. He goes to find Mando. He's like, your buddy is in trouble. Uh, and I want. I just thought you should know. And then there's a great, uh, a great battle scene where they retake Navarro. They all drop in, fucking take out the pirates. They kill Gorian Shard and his ship. That dude Vane flies off. We never see him again. Also, he's still out there. Right. And uh, I don't remember who who's Vane. He was the one that pirate was. that was at the end just fucked off in the in the ship after they took out all the other ones. And then right. and they oh. dropped the big ship, the fucking Gorian Shard. And then oh, Apollo like, Creed's like, yeah, I'll give you guys a yes. place to hang out. Yeah, Apollo. Oh, this guy. Yeah. I'm looking at him now. Yeah. And then Apollo Creed's like, you guys can can live here. It's live cool. Here. Uh, and and then and then Armor just decides to uh, change some rules on them as she tells Bo-Katan, oh, you, since you saw the Mythosaur, you're the one to unite Mandalore and you can take your helmet off. You've been in both worlds. This is the way. No problem. Yeah, that was just very uh, random. <laughs> All of a sudden, she could take her hand, uh, her helmet off. So that happens, and then you get the nice little epilogue of Carson Tiva flying around. He finds Gideon's prison transport. It is oh, yeah, It yeah. has been busted open. Everybody inside is dead. Gideon's not there, and there is some shards of Beskar, possibly left as a, uh, a misdirect, or did some Mandalorians do this? Uh, kind of a fun mystery way to end that one. I thought that this was a it was a good side mission. Like the that scene where they fight the pirates and take Navarro back, that was pretty dope. It was a good little shootout. Well, my guess is that the uh, Mandalorian armor that well, I only spoiled the, the last episode, but yeah. there's a reason that there's Mandalorian armor there. Oh, I see. I think I know why. Yes, because of what right. uh, Moff Gideon soon. Okay, and then we mm-hmm. get to episode six, possibly the most divisive episode of the season amongst fans. There's this whole season has like great moments and then moments you're like, what is happening? Another side side mission while Mando and Bo-Katan are looking for her crew so she can get them back to help retake Mandalore. They get pulled aside, literally just yanked into this this uh, uh, whole town where it's just Jack Black and Lizzo are hanging out. A lot of padding in this one, too. Who's got the padding on the Yes, yeah, in the costumes. No, no, I'm saying this episode yeah. is oh, just this padding. is more padding. Yes, yeah. So keep going. Where were they doing? They so uh, Jack Black and Lizzo are like, we need your help. There's some rogue imperial droids. We have a bunch of droids. We reprogram that's them. Right. Not all of them are behaving, and it becomes like a Mando CSI or a Law and Order CSI. And there are some funny bits where Mando's walking around the factory and he's just kicking droids to see if one of them reacts. The droids like, oh, I wouldn't do that. What are you doing? Uh, please stop kicking them. And one of them runs, and they fucking shoot it down, and they find a business card on him that leads to a droid bar. Which is because also- droids carry business cards. Yes, because droids all have a, <laughs> a, a piece of identification they on them. They have wallets. Yes, he finds a matchbook to the droid bar, the resistor, yeah. I think it's called. And the droids are there just sipping oil or something. Uh, and we find out the real person doing this is Christopher Lloyd, old Doc Brown. Uh, he's still a separatist, and he has uh, poisoned the droids with nanobites, whatever. They find him, and uh, she zaps him, and that whole unnecessary padded storyline is over. And then the important stuff happens at the end. After all that side mission, Bo-Katan challenges Axe Wolves, who is the leader of her old fleet, for leadership. They fight, and uh, she beats him. And then uh, he's like, you don't have the Darksaber. 
And then Mando is like, oh, you know what? Actually, this is yours. I lost it to the cyborg in the mines. You defeated the cyborg. Therefore, ipso facto, by the way, this Darksaber is yours. Something he probably could have mentioned earlier, but decided to just wait until now uh, yeah, to, to get across. Uh, what Anthony, how did, when you saw Jack Black and Lizzo, what was your first reaction? That was kind of funny. Uh-huh. It kind of takes you out of the episode it a little bit. It completely takes you out of the whole show. But I, I don't take Mandalorian all that seriously. Sure. So sure. I don't for care. me, it's whatever. I don't care that Lizzo's in it. I don't care that Jack Black's in it. I just care that they wasted a whole episode on a stupid story that doesn't add anything to anything. Like, I like, would watch a show like that where Mando like and give, give Lizzo a good part. Give yeah, Jack Black well. a good part. Not a fucking stupid, like, a throwaway, like, episode when you're trying you got six episodes to tell a story and you've already wasted one entire one on something else that you could throw away i mean they wasted christopher lloyd like they could have gave him a lot more he's amazing he's old yeah but he's it's fantastic. just a waste of talent waste of hey, it's really just a waste episode he didn't even say great scott once it wasn't for that fight at the end where she yeah. kind of wins the like the episode's completely disposable yeah so padding with a little bit of the story as bookends seems well, to isn't be this though uh, isn't this how Mandalorian is? Are, are we not? I feel like I mean, this has been the way yeah. for the way. This, is the this way. has been how it has been since the first season. Don't they have these yeah, but that's of the week type stuff? But we had these these criticisms before, and oh, they okay. haven't. They I haven't. Uh, <laughs> they've wasted lots of time. We've we've talked about this. How they seem to condense things that are important and waste time on other things. And um, at this point, uh, you, you want it was getting better. Uh, and now it's kind of getting worse again as far so, as yeah, uh, well, this, how they do the, that. The problem at this point so far compared to the other seasons is like you said it when I asked you when you caught up to six, you like you, there's no direction. Like you're not sure where it's going. The other seasons had these standalone side stories, but it was more focused. It was, I don't know, it was balanced. It was weaved in better. This one is it's so far like the middle of the season is just clunky and uneven. And like, I'm like, well, what is going on? And uh, we can talk about why again. But 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 we get the last two episodes of this fucking season, which to me was like the most like classic cinematic Star Wars feeling out of them all. So right. it's, you know, did does it redeem itself? We'll see. Ch- episode seven titled uh, uh, it's called. This is not the return. I got the wrong title. Anyways. This is where they finally get back to the main fucking story. We meet up with Moff Gideon for the first the spies. time. Oh, the spies. Yes. And there were there are like no spies in this episode. I still don't know what the fucking title is talking about. We get back to the story. Moff Gideon meeting with the Shadow Council. This is a, a great opening monologue because we haven't seen Gideon this whole time. We know he was arrested. He was busted out. And we find out he's talking to the Shadow Council and one of them. Uh, keeps name dropping Thrawn. When is Thrawn coming? We can't. We got to get ready for Thrawn to come back. I was like, oh shit, geek mode. They're really, uh, they're really hyping up a Thrawn. You also meet a young General Hux that you saw in uh, the the sequel trilogy. He mentions a necromancer pro- project, which I thought was tied into them bringing back Snoke and the cloning. So uh, yeah, Gideon and the Shadow Council, and he's trying to tell them, I will take care of these Ma- Mandalorians. Then we get possibly the best Baby Yoda bit because so far in the, these middle episodes, Mando and Baby Yoda have done fuck all. Baby Yoda is just hanging around with Lizzo in that last episode, playing fucking sports, being cute, 
and he's they really got nothing to do. You get the best baby Yoda shit in these last two episodes where Grief Karga creates uh, an IG droid, IG-12, where he puts baby Yoda in him and he can control him and he can say yes or no. And it's hilarious. And there was like a droid having an orgasm when he kept pressing the yes button. I love that. I love that because it gives Grogu a little bit more agency. Like he's a little bit stronger. You can keep up with them. He's taller. You could do stuff. That was great. So they get to Mandalore. They're going to retake Mandalore. And you know, these fuckers are hiding out on Mandalore, He's which is why Gideon is nervous. They meet some other Mandalorians who have still been there on this boat. Uh, and then you find out a little more story backstory on Bo-Katan, how she admits to she did surrender to Gideon after Mandalore was destroyed, but he betrayed her anyways, didn't stick with the bargain that she thought her people would be spared. Nobody knew that. And there's another big kaiju smashes their boat, uh, but they get to the mines. They find the great uh, forge and they are ambushed by you see a tease of this. Early on, these are Beskar enhanced stormtroopers. These are kind of cool. They have kind of a design of stormtroopers mixed with Mandalorian helmets. They're like a in between the two. Yeah. yeah, they're like a hybrid. So they have Beskar armor. Uh, and Bo-Katan does kind of a dumb thing. Uh, I thought she was good at uh, leading an army. She's supposed to be experienced. They go in. They're they're fighting them. The stormtroopers retreat, and Bo is like follow them they're retreating uh i believe like war military 101 is like never follow a retreating army because it's probably a trap and you knew it was a trap and it was a trap and i'm like oh what the fuck are you doing that was dumb they get separated (sighs) moff gideon shows up uh captures mando uh and uh paz vizsla sacrifices himself he's killed by those dudes in red. The Praetorian guards are badass. When those dudes in red show up, you don't fuck around. They don't fuck around. I'm always nervous. Well, if you're if you're red, you just easily destroy them. Oh yeah. So you're just <laughs> take them out because your one went the force. Uh yeah. I mean I, this episode I thought was great. There was a couple of funny bits, right? Like Bo Katan cuts a hole in the fucking wall for the Mandalorians to escape. But Paz Vizla is so big and he's got a huge gun. I'm like, dude, there's no way you're going to fit in that hole. What are you doing, Bo? Why you couldn't cut the? I'm sure he was like, you couldn't cut the hole a little bit bigger. There's no way I'm getting through there. Look at me. <laughs> and he doesn't. Uh, Anthony, comment on this one. It picks up. We get back to the story. Yeah, it was good. It, we finally figured out. This was the episode where I was, I was going, oh, now I understand where this is all exactly. going. Exactly. It's about this. This season is about the Mandalorians getting their home back. We we we've weaved all over the place, and it wasn't all that clear, but now we know what's happening. And that's been some of the criticism is like, if this was the Bo Katan show, you know, why don't you just call it like Bo Katan edition or uh, have Mando a little more involved? But she largely takes charge. Uh, but we find out he wants to complete the Great Purge of Mandalore. He wants to kill everyone. He's created these troopers. Is this the episode where he tells her though that he's he all he cares about is honor? And he doesn't, yeah. Like the the um, the sword doesn't mean anything to him, and he's basically telling her he's he's in his debt, her debt forever. Oh yes, he's like, oh, you're is that this episode? Your song, yes. They all, and there, there's also that moment because she's all she's all talking about how she regrets this, yeah, and she's yeah, yeah. not, and and you know, and how the 
Mandalorians all have different things. And he's just like, I don't care about any of that. Yeah, he's like, I will serve you. Your song hasn't been written or something. Yeah, yeah I, I like that. Yeah. I like the speech. You know, And that moment where she's like, who, who will join me to do this? And everybody goes, I will join. I will come. And they all get up. Yeah. I was like, that's fucking great. It was good. There was some good stuff. Well, like, I, I think that um, the Mando hasn't been around a Mandalorian like Bo-Katan. Right. right? He's in right. this like kind of religious sect that's uh on its own it's isolated and then he sees what like this mandalorian royalty is up to and what her beliefs and how she comports herself with like leadership and and ferocity and all that type of stuff and he like admires that okay like that there is honor beyond his kind of religious beliefs and so i think that that's a cool message i feel like that this whole thing uh, they tried to make it about the fandom. A little fan service? Well, no, they, they're trying to say, like, okay, there's two sections of the fandom, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. There's, like, the hardcore fans, which yep, are, like, yep. the religious Mandalorians that won't yep. take their helmets off. Yep. And there's these other people that are kind of more, um, I guess, more relaxed. Yeah. And more secular. Yes. Right? Yeah. So liberal. And, they, yeah. and they, they, they need to band together because they're Mandalorians. But it's also and, like religion, right? It's an analogy for religious and being orthodox or being not as orthodox in different right. levels. Uh, I feel like there's a lot of Jewish comparisons with the Mandalorians because they were, you know, kicked out of their home and wandered and had to retake. Well, that's it. what I think oh, what good. the spies yeah. is about. Who was because the spy, the, though? Because the spies is like the is a, there's a story about like the Hebrews trying to uh, spy oh. and, and see if they can reclaim their home. Yes. Oh, maybe and they sent oh. 12. They sent 12 guys to yeah. go check it out. So um like her little recon it, group. Yeah. And I think there was 12 Mandalorians that were in that first group. Well, also, this was just supposed to be a fucking recon group to check it out. And then you call everybody in and then she just fucking goes in guns blazing. Um, Not the smartest move, but I, the heat of the moment. I get it. Yeah, well, they call for reinforcements, <laughs> they but did. they couldn't. They couldn't. They, they had to send that dude up. In, yeah. In the- so the dude goes out the hole. He's like, I'll get reinforcements. Mando gets captured. Pause. I did find that odd. You probably pointed this out. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt, yeah. but I did find it odd that he could just go so far on the jetpack oh, earlier in the episode. The other way. episodes, yeah. like the jetpack couldn't do those kind of things. Yeah, and all of a sudden these jetpacks. I don't know what happened. I think the the, the power of Mandalore like has gone into these jetpacks, making yeah. them more powerful. Well, in this last episode, lots of action, lots of it's jet like pack a, it's action. like Spider Man's web only runs out. Yeah. when it's convenient <laughs> yes. for the plot. Yeah, otherwise, I'm like. Also, you watch them fly around. I'm like, doesn't that burn your butt? It looks hot. How do you know? Well, I guess they're wearing Beskar ass chaps, maybe. I just uh, like how the how, uh, how the jetpacks stick on on top of your cape. Oh, yeah. Mando takes one <laughs> off one of the stormtroopers. And like, I'm like, is he going to put it over his cape? Don't you want to move that aside? It's magnetic. It's fine. It'll, you can't put it under your cape. And it doesn't burn. You should the have cape. a cape. Yeah, you don't, you don't no. need a cape. And then it doesn't burn the cape. Uh, so, okay. So then we get maybe to. It, maybe it burns cold. I don't know. It might be like cold fusion, yeah. But they had a lot of fuel, and I just kept thinking, how do they have all this fuel to fly around and fucking do shit? Episode 8, the finale <laughs> titled The Return, uh, starts right where we left off in the last episode. Bo-Katan has to retreat from the base, uh, and Axe Wolves gets up there and sends the remaining Mandalorians down to help as they drop, release the TIE Fighters, which are great. That was a great scene because they're hanging like bats, they're originally designed to look like bats, and they just drop down and fly out. Fucking TIE Fighters are dope. 
Uh, and then uh, Mando escapes from his captivity to go find Gideon, and he gets help from Grogu in his IG-12 costume. They find cloning tanks. No, 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 yes, no, no. Yes, 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 no. It's great. <laughs> yes, no, it's so yes, great. No. I love the fucking IG-12. They they come across this room with all these tanks, tanks for the memories, and it's got uh, clones of Gideon in there. So Gideon for the memories. That's pretty good. Tanks for the memories. <laughs> Gideon's got like six, eight clones. I don't know how many uh, that he's making, and Mando just fucking destroys them. I, somehow. I think it's great that Gideon will clone himself to be fifty nine or sixty years no, old. Why wouldn't you clone yourself to be a little bit younger? <laughs> yeah, like clone yourself to be twenty five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He says, "No, I can only clone at my age." Anyways, Mando presses some <laughs> buttons on the computer. Those fucking things all explode. The clones are dead dead uh and there's another great scene where uh he has to have r5 help him uh patch in scomp the base to help him find getting very a lot of this episode reminded me of return of the jedi where there's multiple things happening at once for the big conclusion r2 did a similar thing r5 comes in patches in opens force shield so he could take out the stormtroopers little funny bit with those little mouse droids coming to attack him but uh he gets away one finds him and calls more uh, and then we have uh, the, the reinforcements fly in. We've got a, we got dope scenes of Bo-Katan flying around with the Darksaber, just slicing motherfuckers. The armor is there. It's a great fucking battle. Then Moff Gideon does show up. He's got Moff Gideon's fucking suit is badass. Did you, what did you think of the design with the little horns? Like very kind of Darth Vader. Well, it re- it looks like the Death Watch, uh, the Darth Maul army that they had over there. Yeah, uh, in, in the uh, in the Rebels, I believe, right? Oh yeah, they have the yeah. One of the I think it was uh, Vizsla's uh, ancestor he had horns because he was in anybody that was in Maul's army had uh, horns like that on their head. Oh, but okay. um, the armor also has horns on her head. She, but I think yeah, that's supposed to make it like look like more regal. Yeah, but. Uh, yeah, that armor is really cool, and I like that. Um, if you remember Moff Gideon from like uh, the other seasons, yeah, he was like a skinnier Moff Gideon. He was like skinnier and well, more. They they made him look like he was more like buff because I guess he's a, a clone and younger version of him. Well, see, here's the thing that that can be debated. We will talk about that because there's a final battle between Mando and Gideon, and Bo Katan shows up. Uh, while Grogu is kind of separated and the Praetorian guards are going after fucking Baby Yoda, I was like, oh shit, that made me nervous. And that whole scene was great. I was like, baby, get the fuck out of there. What are you doing? And he's got to fly out. He's jumping around, avoiding the Praetorian guards while uh, Bo-Katan shows up and kind of takes over the fight. She tells him to go save his kid, which he does. Uh, meanwhile, Axe Wolves has this giant ship that is being torn apart by the TIE Fighters. It's coming down. It's blowing up. He is going to ram it right into the base. He tells everyone, get the fuck out of there. And presumably this thing crashes into the base. We see Gideon engulfed by flame. Uh-huh. But the best car is flame is retardant. It doesn't. It protects you. And then the scene out of the whole season that gave me fucking chills is baby Yoda using the force to make a bubble to protect them at the last minute. This fucking, it was beautiful. The way they did it was beautiful. It gave me legit goosebumps. I, you want to know what else was crazy about that? It's like the the music cue. Yes. Is exactly the same music cue when Moses parts the Red Sea in Prince of oh, Egypt. get the fuck out. Are oh, you wow. serious? That's pretty cool. 
Oh my god! I, I mean, to me, it, it that's sounds what similar. It like, yeah, yeah, it was because I thought I was like, oh shit, what happened? And just the way it was, the fire and that. Oh, I got fucking chills. That was that was a fantastic. Yeah, I got the chills too. I I felt a little something. And this time he doesn't like pass out. He just sits down. Like you can tell clearly he's better with the force. You know, during the fight, he's pushing these fuckers away. He's pushing away their weapons. Uh, does uh, do some cool stuff. So we are left with. Uh, do you feel like Grogu can be animated better? The puppetry work and the jumping around. Sometimes when he's walking, it's a little like floaty. I feel like that when he's. I, I, there's something not quite great about it, but um, he seems he doesn't seem as heavy as maybe he should look. Right? It seems it seems a little light. I feel no, like I don't it, have a problem no? with it. I feel like it's a little little. It could be done a little bit better. That's my. Yo, I like I like that I can tell that it for the most part a lot of it's real. Yeah. Yeah. Like they have a real thing on there, it's this, right? This real puppet, and he's just so, puppet, yeah. so adorable. So we are left with adorable. Gideon dying in the blast. Presumably, the Mandalorians restart their great forge in the middle of Mandalore. They're, they have retaken Mandalore. Din Djarin says, "I want to adopt Grogu," and she's like, "Okay, he is your. He's no longer a foundling. He's your adoptive son, Din Grogu." Which is a weird naming convention. I thought they used their last names. Uh, and then and then they retake Mandalore. She's like, he's your son. And then he's like, then she's like, okay, now fuck off and have some adventures. You just did all this whole thing. And then they leave. Grogu and, and Mando leave. They go back uh, to Navarro. He talks with Carson Tiva. He's like, look, I'm around. You need to get any off the books projects. I will help you out. I'm a bounty hunter. It's what I do. Grief Karga gives him a little house in the suburbs. Uh, it's interesting that he doesn't want to live with them. Right. He, they just, well, she told him to leave. She goes, go and have adventures with your new mm. son. And uh, well, because he's so by the book about everything. Yeah. I thought he would have wanted to come back to Mandalore and live with them. I know that they put in the earlier episode that he can come to Navarro and live there. But he but is. A, I just thought that was a lot. He's a bounty hunter, right? And it's all he knows is like taking guess, jobs yeah. and, and, and moving on. Uh, and uh, also he has rebuilt Grief Karga has rebuilt IG-11 and he is now the Marshal of Navarro and it ends with just the cutest it ends with the weird like finality the cutest shot of Mando sitting on his porch with his feet up and Grogu is just floating uh, frogs playing with frogs and it's just like then they do the circle wipe into them and it fades to black like it's a very satisfying ending almost closing out this whole three seasons almost like the end of the series which is very it was weird i was like wow is that it we know that there's going to be more uh but the way they ended this was very interesting don't they have season four he said he wrote season four yeah there's gonna be a movie gonna make the movie yeah with dave filoni but the way this closed out in a nice little package with a bow on top uh was i i didn't mind it was kind of satisfying uh, so back to the name. Din Grogu. They, look, there's Django Fett and then there's Boba Fett. There's Pre Vizsla and then there's Paz Vizsla. They're related. Why the fuck isn't he named Grogu Jaren uh, instead of Din Grogu? They got. They're not. Stay consistent. It's a minor thing. <laughs> it's a <laughs> that's stupid. What that's thing. the thing you're gonna put. Well, go, yeah, go it, it is weird, but maybe um, this is the only thing that I'll say. Is that you know how we're all humans and we live yeah. on a planet? Yeah. And then in Japan they have the the 
the reverse. Well, the Korean name, yeah, Korean names are backwards too, as we learned in Physical One Hundred, right? Yeah. So, yes. Yeah, so, or I, was it Korean it? or is it or is it Japanese? I'm not sure. I think, I think they Korean. both have it. Oh. Yeah, they both have it. Korean and the Koreans and na- names in front. I think Chinese too. Japanese, I think your name is in the back. So maybe, oh, really? A, that, so I got yeah. that wrong. It's a different yeah. sect that just does the reverse. So, well, maybe it's because he's not uh, Grogu's not a. Uh, yeah. Born Mandalorian. Did you think he was gonna talk for a second? Because she's like, he can't talk, he can't take the creed, and he's fucking babbling, and it almost sounds like he's saying something. Mm. He didn't say anything. Will he ever talk? I don't know. Anyways, well, yes. Overall, did you did you have fun narrating the entire season? I did. It was great because let me tell you what. I want to <laughs> know what you thought overall. I thought the season started strong and ended strong, and the middle was very very shaky and and uneven ish. I think you could edit this down into like a two and a half hour movie and it'd be better than watching the series. Really? It oh, could have been. Good. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good uh, thought there. Um, I did like the season overall. I think as I mentioned earlier, watching it as a, in a, in a, what you would call it? Binge. Yeah. Was a bit better experience for me. Um, I liked the finale. I don't think the finale is as good as the other two seasons finale yeah. for what it's worth. I know you pose this question, and I, I completely agree with it. I think them, as the uh, as the pro wrestling fan, say them hot shotting <laughs> the Grogu Dinjarin reunion in another in the season of Boba Fett. Hot shotting really yeah. took a lot of weight. Yeah, that that means when you basically have a storyline that you could have extended and played out over a long time, and instead you just wasted it in, in oh, very quickly. I like that. Okay. Them doing that in Boba Fett, I think, kind of gave this season a meandering tone because no one really knew what we were building towards. I think if you would have played that out, oh my god, in this season, yes. and then also did Bo Katan and and them reclaiming Mandalore, yes, I think that might have made a much more meaty season, yes, um, and given the season a little bit more weight. I also thought it was a little bit odd that they showed the Mythosaur in one of the episodes, yeah. And the Mythosaur played no factor in them reclaiming Mandalore. Well, he the, Grogu kind of it, it, they allude that Grogu like sensed it or it sensed the baby at the very end. There's another quick shot, but it never comes out. Stays underwater. Yeah, I would I would have thought when they're battling for Mandalore because the Mythosaur had been a myth, right? That they'd seen it. They're like, oh wow, the Mythosaur is like a thing. Yeah. And then when they most need the help of when they're in their dire straits, oh, the Mythosaur helps. That would have been that would have been interesting. I fucking see the thing come out. That's too cool. There might be saving <laughs> it for the fourth. Maybe Probably saving yeah, maybe. it. Rex, did you mind all the the Mandalore lore and you know kind of this uh, mostly being about Bo Katan? No, I don't care. Yeah, I like the Mandalore stuff. Like because I you want to know something? I'm glad someone has their helmet off. Yes, because, <laughs> you know, you have like 20 characters with fucking helmets on and and you got a puppet and I'm like, all right. Um, and another thing that I noticed is that they're wearing these helmets and it's hard for them to see shit. And you could totally tell in these action sequences sometimes when they're using real people. Yeah. Like that. They're having trouble seeing what the, like, that whole scene where Mando is killing all those guards you know that that guy in the stun suit's like doing his best i don't know what's fucking happening fall down. yeah he's like what's behind me i have no idea i mean they so you know parts of it they do the thing where like they make mando kind of bumbling and incompetent but at the very end he's fucking john wick and those that shit was great when he's finally badass and he's taking out all the stormtroopers 
but we don't see that until the very end. But yes, imagine if they had that whole reunion in this season. Would have been a great season uh, and more fulfilling. Yeah, it would have started out better. Was the ending satisfying for you guys, despite all of this? Um, I don't know. Do you think that uh, it's satisfying? I guess because it ends the story and you and the Mandalore has a new beginning. And I think that's a good place to be. Um, I also think that Moff Gideon's not dead. Yes, I think Moff Gideon. That would be so cheap know, to bring him back again. They, You know, they shouldn't, but they, you know they're going to because he, they mentioned clones. Maybe that was a clone. There's theories online. People are like, in the first season, he has a mustache. Now he doesn't have a mustache. And they're like, and he was skinnier. And he was skinnier. So, like, when you said that, I was like, maybe that was a clone. Maybe the best guy protected him. They could have, you know, did it like a post credit scene where Gideon is still around. But I don't think he's dead either because it's very strange that this whole buildup. Okay. Oh, we didn't even mention the craziest thing is he just destroys the fucking Darksaber like it's a fucking Fisher Price toy in her hand. And I was like, wait a minute. I thought this fucking thing was important. This whole thing where it's stealing baby Yoda's blood to make these force sensitive. I thought this was going to be a big thing. No, they're all dead. The dark saber's done. Really? That's it. I think since Grogu is going to become a Mandalorian, he's going to reassemble the dark saber. Uh, it's busted. I would say that, um, for fans of all the star Wars stuff, I'm sure it was pretty cool to get Mandalore to come back. Yeah. Um, for me, I think it was all right. I, I didn't really care uh, about Mandalore, but I don't care about Star Wars, so my opinion really doesn't matter. Mm-mm. I think them kind of tying it back at the end to Grogu. The, the whole show is really built around Grogu and Mando, right? And their relationship. So to have that little moment at the end um, where he helps them, it was good. Uh, I just think go harping back. I think you really just did the show a disservice by putting a big part of what this season could have been about in fucking Boba Fett. It's that the, being yeah. said, overall, the show doesn't offend me at all like Boba Fett does for the most part. It's an easy watch. There's stuff that moves around and is a little bit meandering, um, but it doesn't suck like Boba Fett. It doesn't even really suck that much like Obi- Obi-Wan, so yeah. for me, it's okay. I mean, it's still, yeah, I, it still delivers the goods uh, in, you know... Well, you, there's a lot of criticism about this season being terrible. Yeah. Do you oh, agree I don't with think that? it's terrible. I don't think it's terrible. I don't think it's the strongest. I what you said they earlier. Set a high bar. They set a high bar, and I think this is probably the weakest season and the weakest finale well, out of all of them. Look, think about this like this too. They set a high bar on Mando one and two. You have Boba Fett, which fucking sucked. Yeah. And then, but in Obi Wan, whatever. But then you have Andor right before this. So now yes. everyone's really tuned into a different vibe, like a much more serious vibe, a much more focused storyline. And then you jump back to this and it's just, it's not that. And it's not as good as the first two seasons. Yeah. I don't think it was bad, though. I think they just need to tighten it up a little yeah. bit. And yeah, like- I, like, I like your thought on the two and a half hour movie. I think if they would have done this as a Mandalorian movie and hand Bando in it, I think that would have really worked. I think actually you're, you have a, a, you're on to something there. Well, the thing is, it's the biggest important thing that's going on. It's not Mando and the pirates or grief cargo, this and that, blah, blah, blah. And these other characters, you, the story is, is that Mandy wants Mando number one, uh, and Grogu reuniting. And now they're 
but he, the other thing is that he's trying to figure out his place in the world. And uh, through this religion, he's got to go to Mandalore and actually because he's so desperate, he's going to go to this planet that's supposedly dead yeah, and, yeah. and barren and poisonous because he's so desperate to like define his life by this religion. Cause he feels like he has no purpose without it. And uh, then he goes and he discovers that, Hey, all the things that we've heard is bullshit. We can totally go back to Mandalore and uh, that changes the game. That's an interesting story, but, um, and they do, they do touch on it, but, Imagine they re- that was their focus. Imagine that they really wanted to to get in there and 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 instead of talking about all of these things that happened with with Moff Gideon, how he turned on Bo-Katan, we could actually see some of that. Maybe I don't know. I mean, he you know what is the who is the titular Mandalorian of the show title? It can be debated that it's all of them. It's Bo-Katan. It's him. But yeah, if he was more your point of view character in all of this, instead of kind of being sidelined through some of this padding, it would have been a little bit tighter. But it's, I mean, when it's good, like, like I said, the last two episodes I fucking loved, I thought that was classic, good, fucking traditional Star Wars action. It felt cinematic. Uh, Yeah. We never see Pedro Pascal's face this whole season. And apparently it's because he was shooting Last of Us. But there was rumors that he clashed and stuff, so I don't know. But I uh, didn't expect to see his face. I just thought it was weird that the armor just changed her mind about Bo-Katan, and I just seemingly out of nowhere. And uh, even though Bo-Katan is the heir apparent, like that is, she is the royalty. She is the person that should be in charge of the Mandalorians. Uh, they do leave it in a place where you can kind of reset and just have adventures now with uh, Mando and Grogu. So at least they tried to close up everything and connect everything. Yeah, he's not of- really bound to, to, to being on Mandalore. Which yeah. Is cool. Yeah, they tie up a lot of the things from the last two seasons. So it didn't seem too rushed. They used two episodes. But yeah, those last two episodes, that was the fucking best shit. So, Anthony, what was the coolest thing for you story-wise? Like, is there anything that you're like, hey, I'm glad I saw that, or you just were like, I'm there for the action. Let's see what happens. Coolest storyline? Or coolest bit that you picked up? I thought it was interesting, some of the Mandalorian lore and all the different sects, and then interacting with one another and fighting with each other. I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, The last two episodes were the best. I thought overall, though, the show looked pretty good. They looked cheap. Yeah, it was okay. It was okay. As long as the show does, I said it again, but I'll say it again. As long as the show doesn't offend me and have a fat guy as Boba Fett, then I'm fine. Just don't, don't, don't cast a 65 year old fat man in as the lead and ha- expect me to think he's going to kick everyone's ass. And then he's a fucking pussy throughout the damn show. <laughs> and just, uh, I hate Boba Fett. <laughs> <laughs> he used to be so cool, bro. What happened Boba to you? Fett. <laughs> no, I think like you echoing like the casual fan because Brian Goff said it also in our last Discord. He's also a casual fan, and he was like, "I, you know, I was entertained. I thought it was good. You know, he, he, he you know, the, it's just this fandom sometimes." I think I think things- it helps me just for just in for me personally. I think it, I think it hurts that I don't actually like what I'm watching most of the time, so that hurts it. But it also kind of helps because I don't give a shit. <laughs> so like none of this stuff right. matters to me. Right. I don't know about the lore. I don't care about the lore. So for me, as long as you don't offend me, it's good. 
I think it had the lowest viewership too of the other two seasons. So mm, interesting. Why do you think felt, that is? Felt, I, it was bad? Know, because it was a little shaky in the middle and all over yeah. the place, but uh, some weird decisions. Well, you have this new industry of like dudes that like hate everything. Yeah. Like they just live to like make videos about hating everything. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, even though I hate lots of things, I also try and mention good stuff and, and things that I like or whatever, you know, I'm not out to get the Mandalorian. I want it to be good. I, I like it when there's stuff that I like about it. I do think that the show is suffering a little bit by inconsistency and not having a direction and not knowing which character to follow. Yeah. I think those are, those are honest criticisms. Yeah. You know, like you can't just auto hate it because they focused on Bo-Katan. Like that didn't bother me. I want to see what happens with Bo-Katan. Yeah. She's a good character. Yeah. So like, a lot of these criticisms that are coming are like are just mad that Bo-Katan was in or mad that Lizzo was in it. I don't give a fuck if Lizzo's in it. Just use her well. Yes. You know, yeah. I don't care. It just sometimes they just do stuff because they think it's cute and it's like it doesn't really add anything to the story. So I'm like, it's not the other we had a whole episode with the other character. It's not like I hate that character. I just hate that, that we wasted that time and it didn't pay off. And I knew it wasn't gonna pay off. I'm like, when I saw that, I'm like they just mind wiped a guy. Why do we spend a guy that is incidental? Like he already did his thing. He already did the, he's not even doing the shit anymore. He's not even doing the, uh, the cloning anymore. Yeah, I didn't understand. Like, he, so Gideon says, I made these clones and added the force. They're me and they're stronger. But was he using that guy? Was that guy helping him? Did he need that guy to make these clothes? He already made the clothes. I didn't know. Yeah, it was just it just seemed like very weird that you the guy already made the clothes. It doesn't matter if he lives or dies. Why is it that an important story point? It's not. It was just to set up that girl as a spy, which is like we could like you said, you could have done that a little bit more very quickly in one little scene. And then you're done. And they could have put her in the rest of the story woven in. Like Anthony said, like, yeah. You know, doing stuff, talking to Moff Gideon or whatever. I liked seeing how, like, the New Republic is not all that it's cracked up to be, and it's a clusterfuck, and there's still problems, and, that you know, that when he was talking to the Shadow Council, that part was interesting, where the guy's like, we have to still act like we're broken apart, and we're all spread out, and we're not organized, otherwise they're going to be on to us, uh, you know, and then it turns out they're hiding on Mandalore, which is why they told him it's poisoned. Like, some of that shit was was good but it was just it, it just got in the way of other things at the same time so what would you rate this okay Skinner? let's rate it and rank it and moving forward when are we going to see mando again season four the movie dave filoni's movie we don't know he says it's possibly going to tie up things i would rate this let's rate it and rank it i've already said i think it's the it's out of the three seasons it's probably the weakest and the first two seasons had great finales this one's probably third out of those I give this like a seven, seven overall, seven and a half. Because while it was uneven and there was too many plots, it did have fucking cute ass Grogu doing Grogu things and some good action, (laughs) which like the finale almost redeems the season. Almost for me. What about you, Anthony? So I don't remember all the seasons, (laughs) so I have to rank them by just my memory of the finale. And. 
I think it's the third best season just because of my memory of the finale. It's not yeah. bad. Yeah. I'd say six and a half out of ten. Okay. Okay. Rugs? I will agree with six and a half as well. Um, it is the weaker ones. I think I like two, then one, and then this, um, the last. It has two great episodes, and then yeah. the rest of the four episodes that we get are just like little bits and pieces. They could take all those out, make another episode, and literally make this the three episode season. Uh, everything else is superfluous to the plot of the driving force of this. I mean, and I, you got to think it's all because they made him do the thing in Boba Fett, and 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 uh, like what I heard from Jeff Snyder is Favreau did not want to do that, and he was forced to, do that and it fucked up the whole thing. So they just they put that in the season would have been great. Okay, good stuff. Let's do some news from the nation. Find out what our listeners thought of the finale. It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. <laughs> it stinks. It stinks. It stinks. I just love that it makes Anthony giggle every time. You can't like <laughs> this is a fights are all life what? is like a box of chocolate. <laughs> are always fun. You never know what you're going to get. Fights are always funny. Anyways, I posted the uh, spoiler finale thread to our group a little bit late. Sorry. There's a lot going on. I was busy, but I got a couple of comments um, from our listeners. William Salgado just commented two words, and then that was it. His two words are two words. Someone asked him, someone asked him, like, what are your two words? And then he just commented, I put it in the sentence. So... Two words is two words. Anyways, Rick get no words. <laughs> no words. Rick Martinez said Disney could have saved a lot of money and fans if they would have just made a ninety minute special instead of a full season. Yeah, exactly what you said, Rugs. I go about two and a half hours, but yeah, you had two and hour, two and a half hours of content. Be- Benjamin Wesley Cranford says, "Shit, I better watch it." Lost interest in episode two since episode two. So a lot of people watched it and fell off. And then Marcus Savina says, I don't know why everyone said this season sucked. It was really great. So he enjoyed it. So uh, it's fine. Good for you, Mark. Yeah. Some people enjoyed it. Some people uh, didn't enjoy it. But uh, yeah, that's it. That's uh, that's all I got. Let's finish up with some what are we watching? Anthony, you watched any more action movies this week? I did. I went on a little bit of a, I'm on a research spree. If you've listened to the patreon where we picked out the movies a uh, quick plug for that and quick plug for the patreon we're about to release there's a bunch of movies on here that we picked that i haven't seen that are classics, so i need uh-huh. to do a lot of homework uh-huh. i watched three uh Ooh. movies Ooh. that are potentially in the tourney yeah uh, i say potentially because we're gonna talk about some talk about at least one of them later on but uh the three i watched were in order upgrade okay. Ip man okay. and train to busan uh-huh okay uh you never saw upgrade quick thoughts on upgrade i haven't seen all th- those are all three movies okay I've ever first seen. time watch upgrade i thought was fantastic isn't that fun isn't that a really fun? good like, movie yeah uh robocop meets six million dollar man meets one uh death wish type movie and venom and venom like and that could have been a good venom movie but um even though there's a lot of familiarity familiar stuff the way they do the fight scenes and the way he's looking around and not really understanding what his body's doing. And then the ending is, I mean, just all over, just very good movie. 
The I camera work impressed. is great as it like moves sometimes with the character going up and down and fucking Tom Hardy light is fantastic. Who's the fucking guy in this? I just uh, see he's, he's Tom Hardly. He's, yeah. he's hardly <laughs> Tom Hardy. Uh, Logan something. Logan Marshall Green is that what is, his name? Is that who it is? I just I'm like this is Tom Hardy. I don't care what you say. Logan uh, Marshall Green. Yep. It was Logan Marshall Green, but yep. yeah, w- surprise a surprisingly really good movie, entertaining movie. Okay, Very Ip Man. Movie. Ip this Man. Is, this one, one of the classics of martial arts cinema. Yeah, Ip Man. Donnie uh, biogra- semi biographical, but not really film about uh, the guy that taught Wing Chun to Bruce Lee. Oh. Um, Whoa. It's good. It's good. It's got really good action scenes. Um, well, I didn't like it as much as I. So I watched them back to back. I didn't like it as much as Upgrade. Oh, okay. the fight scenes were really well done. Um, but I, I, I like. I didn't like it as much as Upgrade. I, I liked it though. Don't get me wrong. Okay. I liked okay. it. Um, I think Donnie Yen's really good in it. The fight scenes where he's the stuff where he's fighting is the best stuff. Um, it almost it felt feels like, a little a little safe, right? Uh, yeah, it also was just like it was almost like two different movies in one because one is about him and and Japan and the, them invading China, and then there, and there's another part about him protecting the village from these northerners. Um, but it was all right. It was good. It was good. It's it deserves to be in the tournament. I'll put it that way. And then uh, the last one was Train to Busan. Uh, really good movie. Um, I don't know if it's an action movie. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> but it's uh it's a Damn good zombie flick. It's a movie that should be a. I heard uh, Chris Stuckman say this, and I completely agree. It's a movie that should be snakes on a plane. It's up in Korea. Oh it's yeah, like way more. It's, it's zombies on a train. Much better. It just yeah has no right being as good as it is. It's almost like a damn near perfect movie. It's a great Korean zombie train horror. There is a yeah. sequel called Peninsula that takes place four years later uh, after the zombie outbreak. I heard it's not as good. I haven't seen that one. But I enjoyed Train to Busan. I was like, oh, again, another surprisingly good movie. I was like, holy shit. This very is really very good. almost sad movie. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. It, well, you got really the dad good. trying to get to his daughter. You know, that's always going to be good emotion. Yeah, and there's there. just a, a lot of little twists in there that uh, about different the different people that are on the train and their motives and all that. And it's good. It's really good. All right. That's good homework. I got to watch a lot of these, too. Uh, Rugs, what did you watch? You watched something that I watched, and we didn't know we both watched this this well, week. I watched, yeah, Ghosted. I also watched Ghosted, Apple TV Plus, Chris Evans, Ana de Armas. A, uh, it's being presented as a rom-com action movie <laughs> uh, directed by Dexter Fletcher, written by Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick, who wrote The Deadpools, and also Chris McKenna and Eric Summers. Who they uh, wrote on Spider-Man No Way Home, all the Spider-Man movies, and Ant-Man and the Wasp, right? And so, yes, I was reading the reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. It's 28% right now, uh, 61% audience score. What did you think of Ghosted? The premise is, essentially, Chris Evans plays this like uh, down-to-earth guy who meets Ana de Armas at a farmer's market and they uh, they don't hit it off at first, but then he goes and he, he goes and has coffee with her. They spend the day together. It's essentially the trailer. You see all this in the trailer. They spend the night together. She fucks off somewhere. He's trying to reach her. She does not respond to all of his text messages, his family telling him 
she's ghosting you and uh turns out she works in london and he goes to find her and again this is all it's not spoiler it's all in the trailer uh he finds out that she is a cia agent and uh craziness ensues and in fact the trailer all that stuff in the trailer happens in like the first 30 minutes of this two-hour movie essentially um i'm uh i have some thoughts rugs i want to know what you thought coming out of this it's one of the worst movies <laughs> oh shit. worst written movies i've ever fucking witnessed that it, they should be ashamed that they put this out <laughs> The only thing that makes it redeeming is that there is good screen chemistry and you thought the they actors had good, are likable. You had that you thought Chris Evans and Anna Armas chemistry was was good. Not sexual chemistry, but their like banter was you, good. Okay. I'll agree with that because uh, it was a little off for me too. Uh yeah, their romantic chemistry didn't quite work. When they're arguing, the chemistry is a lot better. Yeah, it, they're more about good arguing and that that was fine. Um, the action was fine. Yeah, it was nothing you know, new. Boilerplate. It's not going to rock your world. Uh, the whole idea of the story is just very pedestrian and in nothing great. I, you know, it's just it's just very high production value. Yeah, and uh, produced by Chris Evans and Anna, Anna de Armas. Right. It's okay. You know, she's just like she's great to watch. And yeah, she whatever. her career is interesting. She's doing like she does Marilyn Monroe in Blonde, but then she does these action movies. Like we saw her in The Gray Man. She's doing the John Wick spin-off ballerina. She gets to kick some ass here and shoot some weapons. And it's it's decent. It's not bad. Uh slight spoilers. Spoiler because uh, while I thought like the chemistry was okay, it, it's watching her. I could watch her at anything, obviously. She's super hot. Uh, the this movie has these a great. It's almost the tone is all over the place. Did it not feel at times it was tipping into like Austin Powers territory to you? Yes, right. It got like really silly and ridiculous while trying to be like a badass action com- comedy. It was just very poorly done. It's PG thirteen also, so they just had money coming out the ass yes. and like production value and actors that were like they. They they showed up to do their scenes for the most part, but like it just it reminded me of that Red Notice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. like, but this is shittier. You think it's shittier think. than Red Notice? Oh my god! I mean, I think it essentially is. Essentially, yeah. you have two like ridiculously good looking people on the screen at all times, but like the chemistry to me was a little shaky. Adrian, Bro- I mean, it helps. It helps. There's funny moments in it. Yes, like there are funny moments in it, but. Just the way that just the whole entire premise of this movie is so it, it's a comedy. So I guess you can excuse it. But even though it's a comedy, it's still terrible. You're like, they couldn't have written it better than that. Like, whatever. Adrian Brody um, plays the bad guy and he's like so cheesy over the top. I thought like, why is why is Anna de Armas going to America at all? Uh, I don't know. She lives there. She has to debrief every once I in guess. a while. So why would she even have a home base there? She doesn't even live there. I give a credit for some scenes taking place in Pakistan. Uh, that was nice. That like they were like the bus scene. There's an extended bus scene on the Khyber Pass, which is like a very thin road on the edge of a cliff, and you see like the Pakistani buses that are always decorated and the giant. That action scene was fine. The end action scene was a little crazy. It involves a rotating restaurant. Uh, if you've ever been on one of those, but the funniest, most ridiculous thing. 
had to be these crazy, really quick cameos. Anthony is cameoing in this movie. And this is clearly like Chris Evans just got on the phone and was like, can you come do this movie for like two minutes? You'll be in and out. I'm going to spoil some of the cameos because they're ridiculous. As bounty hunters, you see uh, uh, Anthony Mackie pops up for a second playing a bounty hunter. And this is a sequence where there's a bounty hunter that pops up. Another bounty hunter kills that bounty hunter, takes them. And then a minute later, another bounty hunter kills that bounty hunter and captures them. And it happens like three times. Yeah, so it's so ridiculous. Very Austin Powers. Very yeah. Austin Powers. It goes from Anthony Mackie. Then you see John Cho from Harold and Kumar. Then you see fucking Sebastian Stan in the movie for like a minute. And then the most ridiculous cameo in the last scene, in the big action scene on this revolving restaurant where something has happened and the gears have broken and it's spinning really fast, which is hilarious. There's just this quick scene where she's in the corner and out pops fucking Ryan Reynolds for no reason. Just like, oh, hi, nice to see you. I don't even know what he said. I was like, it's fucking Ryan Reynolds. And then he like disappears. It, but it was just so silly. It's like her ex-boyfriend or something. Yeah, it was. Oh, it was her ex-boyfriend and they were at some. It was so silly and ridiculous. And the action is just okay. Uh, Tim Blake Nelson also in this. So, yeah, look, it's good if you got like two hours to waste something to throw on. You're going to forget about it. Yeah, right it's away. got some. It's got humor. It's got some action. Neither of them are notable, but they they're it is in there. Um, it's got end of armis. Uh, shooting guns and yeah, doing some throwing, some fighting throwing guys all over yeah. the place. Yeah. So I don't know. What would you give it out of ten? I don't know. I think like a five point five. Yeah, I was, I'd give it like a six. I thought I was a little bit disappointed. It's yeah. fine. It's just a very cliche at times, cringy. Yeah, it's nothing to write home about. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. Anything else? It could be watch? worse. It could be worse. I watched yeah. the Expendables two. Which is funny because uh, that's not. I don't think that's going to be in our tournament. So I don't know. I just saw it and I was like, "I'll be watching." <laughs> just okay. So uh, I thought maybe there's a chance it'll be in the tournament, so I'll watch it and you know whatever. I'll get a leg up on it. But yeah, watch that. And I'm watching in the middle of watching the Born uh, Ultimatum. Ultimatum. Yeah, that's right. Ultimatum. Okay. Mm. All right. There, there it is. Go. There it is. Uh, make sure to sign up for our Patreon listener. We have an important update and a final locking in of the 21st century action movie tournament movies. You don't want to miss that. That's it for this week. Rugs, where can the listener find you online? You can find me still on Twitter at really rug boy. This, uh, this whole blue check mark thing is hilarious. Now, like, it's, it's bad to have a check mark now that he's removed well, them and you have to pay for them. You want to know something? Like, Elon's so smart. Why did he do this? Like, um, okay. So what you do is everybody who has a blue check mark, they should keep the blue keep check it. mark. Sure. But you should be able to upgrade to this new version of Twitter where you can change things, have longer videos, edit, and then make that like Twitter, you know, gold Twitter plus Twitter. Max. Yeah, and, and then, the, and if, and if you want part of the thing is since you're paying for it, you can verify yourself through your credit card. Yeah. That's not bad. And you can get you can get that verification. So you those both of those things could exist. I don't know why he decided to piss people off because taking away your taking away something that you got already is going to piss people off. So See, he I don't should know. have asked you first. That's all. 
And uh, Elon, I'm here. <laughs> Elon, <laughs> you can find Rugboy's Twitter in our episode description. There's the link there at Really Rugboy on Twitter. Hit That's him up. Right. He'll help you out. Uh, most important thing you could do, listener, share the show. Get it out there. Thank you for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's a nerd. We'll peep you next time. Floppy jock. I really don't give a shit. Not funny. Fuck's sake, man, you amateur. It's distracting.